the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three and everywhere you get your podcast on demand thanks for hanging out smash the subscribe smash the like and come and join us in the chat we put out a ransom to start the show i hope we hit it or else we're going to keep doing this likes or no locks okay likes or no locks it is Thursday. It is 11 a.m. Eastern. Threatening time. our listeners and viewers. It's the best, <laughs> it's the best time of the year. Uh, we're going to gather together and give you our week two board, our very best bets for the college football weekend. But we begin, as we always do, with a review of the week. Do that we have to? Well, yeah, I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Okay. So, Bud Elliott. Listen, I mean, as, as we all know, like, you know, Dion asked, do you believe? And we said, oh, no, come on. <laughs> and we just took it right there on the chin. OK, TCU minus 20 and a half is lock infinity curse. The people are asking. We'll find out. Also, Latifa takes an L. NC State driving. Just a, a missed miscatch just right here just right there you get the first down you could at least kick the field goal you could at least cover the spread um win alabama minus 30 and th- minus 39 for bud win lsu florida state over 55 and a half for bud uh win in a bar fight florida state plus three that also wins for bud uh, ohio state indiana under 59 and a half florida state team total over 27 and a half Tennessee minus 27 and a half Bowling Green at Liberty under 50 Washington first half team total over 19 and a half 
SMU, oh, that Bowling Green Liberty was a loss. SMU minus 19 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, against uh, Louisiana Tech. Also, Kentucky first half, uh, the losses, Nevada, USC under 66 and a half, and the Bowling Green Liberty under 50. That is nine and four for the week. That brings you to 11 and seven for the season so far. Bud, thoughts on the week that was? Oh, the mute, mute button. button wins again. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. All right. I'll, I'll get the mute button right when we hit F11 and make this thing full screen. Come on. <laughs> Don't we uh, have to our, It's in our contracts. We have to have FaceTime at all times. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. So TCU, obviously a terrible pick by, by, by us. I, I think Colorado is a little bit better than we thought they were. And TCU may have some internal problems as well. Like that defense was atrocious and Colorado really took advantage of it. NC State, I mean, if you're going to allow an explosive run and a good opening drive by UConn, you need to have that, that offense looking better than it did. Florida State, I thought that was just kind of stealing, honestly, on, on the number. Uh, I, I just I don't think LSU's DBs can cover a, a team like FSU. Bowling Green had a pick six and a field goal blocked for six. So that was uh, – you're unlikely to hit unders, studies show, if you have multiple defensive scores in the ballgame. And Nevada-USC, I mean, look – I I really hate that uh, that these USC numbers keep going out there, but I basically have to do it, you know, like like almost every week. Like Nevada, but there was a pick or a fumble six in that game, which was annoying. But again, like I'm an idiot for betting under in USC games. Like what what mm-hmm. am I doing? It, it, it's you know I'll catch up by like week ten maybe. Kentucky first half was also a bad bet by me. Completely lucky to win that. Like that was just luck box. So we'll, we'll call oh, Bowling yeah, Green the, last the loss. Field goals. Yeah, and and the like the the pick six and stuff. It, yeah, that was that was very lucky. So probably a true ninety four. That, that feels about right. Yeah, let me let me see a little bit more Kentucky. I think that we didn't get a, a lot of talk about how the Devin Leary era got off to a bit of a slow yeah. start. So uh and we'll keep an eye on that one. Okay. Uh, I had, of course, um, the, taking the L on TCU, cashed on Alabama minus thirty nine. Uh the Colorado State plus eleven. Ooh, that one. That one has me readjusting my expectations for the Rams. The whole you know, argument of how they played better at the end of the season means they're going to be better at the beginning of the season this year. Maybe they just need to play more of the bottom of Mountain West, and then we will get to see better results from Colorado State. Uh, I also cashed a win on the over 55 and a half. Um, also, getting that lock fight win, Wyoming plus 14 and a half. It was Laramie. It was a lightning delay, not a wind delay. Uh, but still a tough environment in War Memorial Stadium. A loss on the NC State team total over 29 and a half. Again, come on, let's just get into the end zone on the final drive of the game. Ohio State minus 30 never had a chance, and I am done with the Baylor Bears. This is like every professional better, of which I am definitely not, will tell you do not get emotional and overreact to your losses. I, I am overreacting in a big way to what I saw from Baylor in that game against Texas State. Offense, defense, we've even got Blake shaping out for a couple weeks, and one of the only good things they did was throw the ball. More on that later. Okay, three and five for the week. So, hey, that's a couple more wins than I got even in the last three weeks of last year. I'll take it. All right, we move on to Danny. Back on it. Uh, the wins include Florida, Utah, under 44. 
Yeah, Florida State plus three, North Carolina minus two and a half, Virginia, Tennessee over 55 and a half, Utah State, Iowa under 43 and a half, Boise State, Washington over 58 and a half, only losses for the TCU, Infinity, and the NC State Unity. Seeing the board, Danny, feeling good? Feel a lot better. Uh, You know, need more information? I feel great. By the way, this is not Heineken. Uh, people chiming in. Oh, it is go with it. Chico. Uh, come on. What do you kind of degenerate you think I am? Although last week it might have had something else in it because it was a rough week zero. Um, yeah, feel good. Ready to go. Fired up. Um, and uh, and Tom had a week. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we don't have to review it, right? Tom, you, do you want to take us through it? It's done. It's been taken care of. I assuaged the I, I i took care of it with the gambling gods i sacrificed my dog nothing but winners oh. from here on out oh, oh it's too soon <laughs> to be clear oh, no. it, was, it was her idea she, she was like I'll, I'll do this to help you win some bets and i was like that's a good dog so <laughs> northwestern the the lone win and a 111 performance being northwestern and rutgers under 39 and a half does feel spiritually correct. Yeah, like after the terrible Saturday, getting that under on Sunday, I was like, all right, vibes are fine. We're going, we're right back in for next week. Um, yeah, so he's uh, you know, the the bar fight loss with the or lock fight loss with North Carolina, South Carolina, lock fight loss with Texas Tech and Wyoming. But then he was right there with us for Unity, Latifa, um, a bar fight on LSU, Florida State. It was it was a it was a rough, rough go of it. But listen. We're turning it up. We are getting get that board out of here. Jordan, get the board out of here. I, ca- I can't even look at it anymore, all right? We're starting over. We're starting fresh. So I ask you, gentlemen, y'all ready to lock it up? Yes, sir. Since 2005, the under in games between service academies is 40 9-1. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two-for-one special. Get these locks. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting the hell out of ULM, Kentucky. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Five-star master lock. Lock it you up. Love these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. So good. A lot of hard work putting into some of these new animations, and we thank the squad for that. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just just great to see us continue to level up. All right, we start with uh, the weeknight action. Louisville-Murray State here on a Thursday is the only game that uh, is it's the only football game that's happening on Thursday night. There's not another football game in America on Thursday night. It is just Louisville-Murray State. We normally don't place uh, wagers on those games. So let's turn right to one of the best games of the week. Friday night, Illinois traveling to Lawrence, Kansas. Does anybody have a play on the Illini and the Jayhawks? By the way, just quickly, and I don't know if it impacts your plays. Uh, I had a little fun with Pete Thamel this morning because about 45 minutes ago, he sent out a tweet that says, sources telling me that Jalen Daniels expected to start after he missed last week, of course, with um, Bean stepping in his absence. We had Lance Leipold on the show this morning at like 8 o'clock, and Lance Leipold's like, yeah, he's starting. He's back. He's going to he's gonna start for us. So I want to tell, like, sources, did you listen? Did you give us any credit on the morning show? But, yeah, I don't know if that impacts your picks at all. But, yeah, Jalen Daniels expected to start for the Jayhawks. You mean he, he, he had the audio source tuned to Sirius XM, not, not, to, not, not to the aux cord? Right. Oh. Um, I got a play here. Anybody else getting in? 
All right. I want to hear Tom first. We didn't get to talk about this on the on the Wednesday show. Well, Chip, what's your play? Over. Um, I go back and I look at the Illinois-Toledo game, and uh, Toledo quarterback Daquan Finn was kind of a dual-threat monster in that game. It's tough to bottle him up. He was able to have a little bit of success. Back into the defense for Illinois, came up with some big plays, but it is a group that is you know, still turning over and still getting used to not only new personnel, but the new defensive coordinator. Uh, when I, I think that Jalen Daniels is a, like, type in the Daquan Finn and then hit, like, upgrade, at least in terms of what he can pre- present uh, in terms of being an all-purpose offensive threat. At the same time, Luke Altmaier is out here playing hero ball, and daggummit, it's working, and Kansas's defense can just be like, slee, just like slide right through it uh, like a hot knife through butter. So I look at this. Um, I think both these quarterbacks have really big performances. I do think it can turn into a little bit of a shootout at times. I know that that's not exactly the style Illinois probably doesn't want to go into Kansas's house and let Kansas dictate the pace of this game entirely, but I think the capability of both these quarterbacks is going to allow them to put up some points. So I am going over the total, seeing it pretty much across the board at 57 and a half. Circus got a 57, but mm-hmm. you know. No, 57 is good. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I would lean to, honestly, if I was making a play on this game, because like you mentioned it last week, like they were very much read and react with Daquan Finn and he was getting a lot of yards. And really what it was, was like the front seven was doing fine. They weren't really getting the pressure that you're used to them seeing, but they were doing their job as far as the run fits. The problem was Miles Scott, who is, you know, making his first start at free safety, got a pick six that turned the game around and, you know, was named big 10 co-defense player of the week. He was very hesitant in the run game. This is a converted wide receiver who is still kind of learning the position. So while he was able to just kind of freelance in the secondary, his responsibilities with Finn as a runner, he was kind of slow to react to, and that resulted in a lot of big runs with Finn. And that goes back to what I was talking about in the offseason with how this game kind of concerned me for Illinois early in the season against the Jalen Daniels and this offense that can kind of confuse you and do a lot of different things. So I, I I think Illinois can win this game because I think offensively they're much better than they were last year. I think defensively they'll get better as the season goes on, but they're nowhere near as solid against the run as they were last year. I think the Toledo game proved that. So I think the over is probably the solid player. Yeah, Kansas's offense manipulates safeties exceptionally mm-hmm. well. Like like I don't know, in my mind, Petrino is probably the master of this. Just in, in terms of like, wait, why is that guy running wide open in the middle of the field with nobody around him? But Kansas does a really good job with that. And I don't think Kansas's defense is any good at all. So, yeah, just the pace scares me. You know what I mean? Like, because Kansas scores, but they don't play fast. Yeah. Luke Altmaier is a god, so Illinois will probably put a 50 on his own. So uh, He yeah. really might be the best quarterback in the West. Yes. Like, I'm not, not 100% certain he is, but, Tom, when you said that, like, we weren't totally joking agreeing. I think. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that he definitely is, but I feel like after what I've seen from that division so far this year, like Luke Altmaier was the most competent-looking QB in the division last week. Yeah. Anybody else getting in on this one? I'm just going to watch. I mean, I just, I just want Illinois to win. But my lock is over, okay? I would like, I would very much like for Illinois to win. I think that would be fun to celebrate that. But um, my lock is over. Coming up on the other side, We begin with some of the biggest games of Saturday. Colorado, Nebraska, Texas A&M, Miami, Ole Miss, Tulane, and Alabama, Texas. Getting into that and more next. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Well, we found a way to get highlights on the show. Just got to have it be a Paramount commercial. Look at that. <laughs> I love it. Corporate Carl over here. I'm shaking my head. Right. <laughs> Corporate Carl says, come on, pipe down, bud. Uh, we've got our friends from Sportsline as I put my corporate Carl pants on, uh, that are going to be in the chat hanging out with us. If you are watching live, they are giving you some player prop model uh, picks, such as from that last game right there. Uh, the sports line model does like Luke Altmeyer over 24 and a half rushing yards with the projection having it at 35 yards. You got a nice little cushion on that one. Thanks to our friends for hanging out and giving us uh, the best from the model. The model show is uh, is a new offering from the Sportsline family of networks, so be sure to go and check that out. Okay, I propose uh, real quick. I propose at some point, maybe it's subscriber only, like because we we did tinker a little bit, like we put props and locks, and we're like, no, 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 it'll take way too long. We don't have three hours on a Thursday. Maybe subscriber only prop special on a Friday sometime. Just saying. Hey, it listen, could be for listen. the true degenerates. I mean, I, maybe I'll host that baby solo. <laughs> I, uh, if, if Danny wants to go live and just rip through player props, then like I think that is what a subscriber gets. I mean, you know, smoking a cigar during this show too. In a dark room, smoking a cigar with a whiskey. All right, we're gonna go. Well, but. listen, we already know the value of that because you know Danny's eBay auction went for so much money that you know there's a lot of passion to get one-on-one -on -one time with Danny Cannell. Uh, all right, let's begin with Colorado, Nebraska. It is the home opener for Coach Prime, and this is Colorado favored by three over under of fifty nine and a half and so we ask you again do you believe where are we going anybody got a lock on it i do if, if nobody has a lock then we should definitely at least you know give our expectations because in that noon slate this is just going to be a lightning rod for attention bonkers if youtube is going to continue to to juice any sort of colorado content we are definitely going to continue to talk about colorado so colorado 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 deon sanders shudor sanders travis hunter all right Hi, we got a lock yeah i <laughs> yes. do do I believe? No. Oh, no. Come on. Am I taking Colorado minus three anyway? 
Yes. yes. Because, <laughs> because now let's go back. The look ahead line to this game in the offseason was like Nebraska by a touchdown. It has swung 10 points off of what happened last week because everybody's betting Colorado. But I like I I'm not fully bought in on the buffs. Like the offense with those dudes is p- pretty good and capable of doing things. But the defense was still terrible. They could not run the ball. This is going to be a problem for them at some point as the season goes along. But I also watched Nebraska last week, and Nebraska did nothing to inspire confidence in me because they played pretty okay for most of that game. But then they did the thing that Nebraska does, where they shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly in the fourth quarter and blow up blow it. Jeff Sims turned the ball over a lot. He looked exactly like the Jeff Sims we saw at Georgia Tech. So Colorado clearly has the edge of quarterback. Colorado's got better receivers. Colorado's got a better running back. And this is the first home game for Deion Sanders at Folsom Field in a rivalry. A rivalry I grew up watching and loved, even though I had no actual rooting interest in either team. There is no way in hell in that atmosphere, Colorado is not winning this game. I agree. I have to take Colorado minus three. It's got nothing to do with numbers. It's just common sense. They are going to win this game. It is going to be an incredible experience for all the bus fans in Boulder. Colorado minus three. I don't think Nebraska believes if this comes down to like a, who's got a lot of confidence in the ability to win a close game and it's late in the game. Who's going to, what what is it? Momentum's not real, but confidence is mm-hmm. like that. Which sideline is going to be like buzzing with energy? Like, okay, let's go do this. Like, we have this. We are going to get it done. If it's close, if it's close, you got to give Colorado the edge there. I, I like the, that breakdown. If, if Nebraska had hired had hired somebody other than Scott Satterfield to Marcus be its OC, Satterfield. or sorry, yes, Marcus Satterfield, but Scott Satterfield would, yeah, he's not the same category. I might consider Nebraska here. Um, I think if it gets three and a half again, you with like reasonable juice, you probably have to take a little bit of a bite on it. But man, I I thought uh, I thought Shador looked like like Danny Werfel out there, right? Like just very accurate, know where to go with the football, distributing to his guys. And I mean, I don't know if I actually believe in Nebraska. That the fact that Jeff Sims had 19 carries in the first game. I think that's some signal about what they have around him. I don't think they have guys. But did we agree on for the juice, the, the max juice we could take? 130 or 125? All right, because the chat is saying that I can get two and a half for minus 120. Uh, 120 is fair Come game. On. There we go, uh, yeah. Right. Not am, every time, obviously, yeah. Every I am tempted to take the under because – but I'm, I'm worried about Colorado's defense, but like – is Nebraska capable of exploiting it that much? <laughs> you know, like, and we mentioned Jeff Sims running it 19 times. I would expect him to run at 25 plus in this game and really limit his exposure and try to slow this thing down. You saw what Colorado wants to do. They want to go fast as much as you can. Like your hope in this game is to try to slow them down by keeping the ball, you know, and I would, I would ex- like, yeah, you, you know, TCU put up some points through the air. They also could have rushed it a lot more too. Like, does Nebraska, are they able to run the football, slow it down? But I don't know. I'm not going to lock it up. I lean under. Can we get a Travis Hunter snaps prop? Yeah. Over under 99 and a half. I'm going under. Yeah, maybe. Let his let his legs rest a little. Well, all right. First of all, the tempo is clearly lower in this game Correct. than it was. I mean, but maybe by like 15%. Uh, it's cooler. 
Do, I kind of think they're going to play Travis in the games that they think they can win. So oh, like when one. they play Oregon and USC in a couple weeks, you will see less Travis Hunter. Like intuitively. No, no, more. Or, or perhaps. Or wait, perhaps yeah, I'm sorry. Le- less Travis Hunter both ways once those games become blowouts, if they do. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like maybe he, maybe he always starts both ways, but once it becomes obvious, because I mean, I don't know if, if somebody's brought this up yet. We're talking about 125 plays at altitude. Mm hmm. Wait, Danny, you played in Denver. How do you think that, that would go? So, but I do think it's cooler. Like, I, like so you have that. It's not going to be as hot. The altitude isn't bad if you live in it. You know, like if you live out there, which they do, it doesn't impact you as much as it does the opponent coming to town. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that why the like Olympic training centers in Salt Lake City? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge advantage. And I think that actually was one of the reasons it helped them. It was like, how's he doing this? I mean, you have that much more oxygen coming into your lungs. Plus, I mean, he's just a freakishly talented athlete. I mean, he was in there after the game doing these dances. I'm like, how does he have any energy left? Like most guys would be on IVs already, and he's out there doing. I'm like, that's just a freak of nature right there. Um, all right. we Again, that is noon Eastern time, pivoting to the 3.30 p.m. Eastern time slate. Miami playing host to Texas A&M. Texas A&M, a four-point road favorite over under um, 51 or so. Who's got a lot? Danny? Give me the Aggies. Lay them. Can I get three and a half? Yeah. Is it out there? Yeah. I'll lay the the points with the Aggies. I think there's a little bit of – a false sense of security with the Hurricanes based on what we saw, you know, impressive win over Miami of Ohio. I get that New Mexico wasn't a great opponent, but I've maintained all along. I think this works with Connor Wigman and Bobby Petrino. I think they're able to put up points. You know, Bud mentioned exposing the safeties. That's trying to go right into the strength of this Miami Hurricane defense. Um, but I also think Petrino's an outstanding play caller that will find a weakness um in this one Stewart coming out having a big game was big Anaya Smith is back we know the weapons they have and I, I'm I'm curious to see how protected Tyler Van Dyke is like that my that Texas A&M defensive front is uh is legit so I'll take the Aggies and Lamb under come on ah, come on you know I'm gonna be on a Mario Cristobal unders may like blind until proven otherwise Mario Cristobal has an elite defense, elite with handful, a handful of players who for sure will be playing on Sundays. He's got a defensive line rotation that's running like six, seven deep. Lance Gidry, new defensive coordinators, got some crazy unique pass rush combinations where we're trotting out Jafari Harvey, uh, Ruben Bain, and just sending dudes right at the quarterback. This is going to be a problem for Texas A&M's offense and Bobby Petrino, like that was great. I'm glad that they've got confidence, but that was New Mexico. And that was New Mexico's defense. And we're talking about like jumping up four tiers in competition going up against Miami. Then on the other side of this, it's a Mario Cristobal quarterback, a Mario Cristobal offense. And no matter what they've tried to do, it does not look to me like this is a Miami team that's going to be going out and putting up 35 points per game. I think that their method of winning ball games is going to be a little bit more ground and pound. And I, you know, that's where the clock's going to continue to move. So 
I feel like I learned a lot about Miami more than about Texas A&M. So I will base my analysis for the pick on the Miami side of this, but it's Mario Cristobal and Jimbo Fisher. This thing was 17 to nine a year ago. Mm-hmm. 51 under lock agreement. Yeah. One. Hold on. I'm going to have a better success this week. I've got four screens of sounders at this point. I need to reorganize. <laughs> Bud's got four screens of spreadsheets. Bud's or Chip's got four screens of sounders. <laughs> Me, I'm watching cartoons. Vibes um, and numbers. That's exactly the arts and sciences of this podcast right here. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you. Like, Danny, you mentioned Texas A&M's front. Chip, you mentioned Miami's defensive front. I think they're both very good. And I look at this coaching matchup. And Jimbo Fisher and Mario Cristobal are two of the most conservative coaches in the country. This is a big game. They are going to resort to their common their common instinct, and that is just don't lose the game. And it's going to cause it to be lower scoring just like last year, so under 51. I, I think you guys are on the right side there. I, I What I really want to bet here is A&M minus three. Like, I, I hope, like, that – Somebody bets Miami hard on on game day, and I I, I can lay three because it. I, I think it's low scoring, you know, and I. These are both really good D lines, and I, I think like eventually those guys get stops. Uh, so, I, but I I do trust. I trust Connor Wegman a hell of a lot more than I trust Tyler Van Dyke. Sure. So in wide receivers for Texas A and M more than Miami. Yeah, like okay, so there's a pretty good chance that Miami has two or three better receivers than anybody or excuse me that AM has two or three better receivers than anybody Miami has two or three maybe yeah like I don't think any of Miami's receivers like would any of Miami's receivers see the field for AM I think that's a like a legitimate question maybe they would could be wrong it's week two Restrepo is a high level slot player yeah I think so but that's fair um I don't think Jacoby George would be top three hell no yeah so it's Something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. Also in the three, any that's it. Anybody, anything else on this game? Okay. Also in the three thirty slate, it's the Dagum Super Bowl for the Tulane Green Wave. Ole Miss coming to town. Uh, top twenty five on top twenty five. Ole Miss at twenty. Tulane at twenty four. Green Wave sitting around seven, seven and a half over under of sixty seven in this game. Who's got a lock? I do. Okay. Uh, I see a couple six, seven and a halfs out there. I'm going to go under. I, I think Ole Miss defense might be improved. I like some of the guys that they took in the transfer portal, and I think that Tulane is fairly good along both lines of scrimmage. And I, I like Michael Pratt, uh, but I think for Tulane to win this football game, they probably don't want it to be like the uh, the, the the bowl game against USC was. I know that could certainly happen like that, but I. I don't think Tulane has like the kind of depth on the D line to get into an 80 play both sides shootout with Ole Miss. I think they would probably try to play a little more of that go back to Willie Fritz's roots option style, run the clock type thing. So that this is run out enough to me. It opened 61 and a half and now it's 67 and a half. I, I just think that move is a little bit too much. I'm going to go ahead and play the under here, 67 and a half. Also, we have a dentist pick on this. Ooh, before the dentist pick is out, um, I'll go ahead and. Uh vibes give me seven and a half again let me gobble up all the points and follow that up with a a, an exact reason of why i'm nervous about it Tulane's run defense might not be great 
I, not good against Quinchon Judkins, but there is the approach that Bud has already laid out where if you're able to limit the possessions in this game and get limit the possessions in this game, keep Quinchon Judkins on the sideline, have it be close late. I'll take Michael Pratt over Jackson Dart every single day of the week. So I'll take the better quarterback. I'll take the Super Bowl angle of this. Um, and at seven and a half, I'm, I'm just rooting for a close game late and somebody would get out there and make a play. So give me Tulane plus the points. All right, you ready for uh, the dentist? Let the children sing. Oh, yeah. Come on, Matt. Yulman Stadium's going to be rocking. I I think there's a little bit of a false sense of security with Jackson Dart. He looked great in week one. I mean, he was uh, close to flawless, held off Spencer Sanders. But I'm with you. This, This Super Bowl vibes, but also a belief. You beat the Big 12 champion last year. You beat USC and Caleb Williams this past season. This team feels pretty special. I think Michael Pratt's pretty special, too. He can hurt you with his legs. He's pretty dynamic. I like Willie Fritz. I'm not 100% sold on the Ole Miss team. I am sold on the SEC's demise, though. <laughs> Damn. I, I think the chat's betting this one. I'm seeing any six, seven and a half disappear off the board. Wait, are we... We got I in just at put seven ten grand half, on right? it. I moved. Yeah, it. we got in at seven and a half. That's when the children sang. Dang it, <laughs> children sang at seven and a half. They don't sing at six and a half. Okay. All right, no, uh, do we want uh, the dentist I, stuff? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 sorry, is there a fight with the dentist? The the under is moving. Not 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 the side. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Still sixty-seven and a half at Bet Rivers. Don't know how I know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Todd's about to go kiosk jam that thing after the show. All right. Well, here's the dentist. Well, Ole Miss looks strong against Mercer. I still have a few question marks for the for Ole Miss on defense. Uh-oh. On the road at Tulane, I expect a slower start and a pretty close first half. I'm totally cool with that, as are you guys. Uh, well, I do think Ole Miss has the offense to outscore Tulane by more than seven and a half. The hook makes me uncomfortable. So I'm going to go ahead and take the first half here and go with Tulane plus four and a half in the first half. I do expect this to be a pretty tight game, especially first half. Uh, so I take the four and a half and see what happens. New clock rules may also help here as well. And we'll see Ole Miss get fewer plays in the first half if Tulane can manage the game well. Tooth emoji, lock emoji, equal sign, Tulane, first half, plus four and a half. Let's go. Kind of like it. I like it. Too. Let's He's go. one on one on the year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also in the – does anybody have a um, Iowa, Iowa State, Cyhawk, El Asico lock? I do. <laughs> you know what I want to do. <laughs> Give me Iowa. Lay the points. Four still? It's dangerous because this game always comes down, you know, close game. Is it uh, – I had it written down at three and a half. Can you find me any three and a half or is that two? There is a three and a half at Bet Online. All right, perfect. Uh, shout out Bet Online. I'll take uh, Iowa. Lay the three and a half. I, what I – last week was watching this game, was telling you guys, mentioned it a few times. Their offense looked really good. They opened it up somewhat. They had a comfortable lead. I think they kind of reverted back a little bit to the more conservative nature. I think that might have been by design. The, you know, the game it never felt like they were in danger of losing. Definitely started running the football a little bit more, got more conservative in this game. I don't know. I just uh, Ant- Iowa State, Rocco Becht. Shout out Anthony Becht, former colleague of our, uh, at mine at ESPN. Obviously, uh, he's a coach now with the St. Louis what are they, the Renegade, uh, the XFL? Um, but they have – I just oh, – that, that team 
depth, I think, could be an issue with the players they've had out, who, by the way, did uh, pay their fines, I think $650, just one big parlay. <laughs> they were able to pay that all from the $6. <laughs> we all know how they're going to win that money back. <laughs> exactly. No sweat. Uh, I like the Hawkeyes. I found it funny this week when Kirk Ferentz was talking about Cade McNamara. Anyways, because they're talking about like his calf, and he's like, "Well, we're not going to be able to roll him out as much." And I'm like, "Yeah, because you know, K. McNamara, <laughs> he's the mobile, move the pocket kind of guy." <laughs> I mean, he could scoot a little bit. He can, but he's not. He might strain his calf trying to do it. I mean, he's <laughs> he's got that like 35 year old kind of uh, kind of body right now. You exert too much energy, you're going to get injured. Um, anybody else got uh, a pick for that game? Nope. No, but I I do want to talk about a, a fun player to watch in that game. Dominic Orange. Have you guys seen him? They they call him Big Orange. So he was like 380, 390, and now he's down to like a reasonable like three and a quarter. 6'3", 215. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he uh he he looks legit at nose guard for Iowa State. Like uh, they it seems like they've got a dude who like they took a chance on, they got him uh they they, they got him looking good now and, and he 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 looked great week one, so I'm, I'm excited to see him. See, I, I would try to block him. One last one before we open up the board. Anything goes. It is the return visit from last week's Thriller. Uh, great big game breakdown from yesterday's episode on Wednesday. Go check that out. If you want more into the X's and O's and the matchups to watch in this, right now we're talking about picks. So who's got a lock for Alabama and Texas? Oh, Hook come them. on. We're just going to Nobody Hook them. Texas plus seven and a half. Yes. Right. Texas should have won the game last year. Texas would have won the game last year had Quinn Ewers not gotten hurt. Quinn Ewers is back. He is healthy. I know Alabama looked very good last week against Middle Tennessee. So good that I got a little nervous about my feelings about Alabama in the preseason. But then I remembered they were playing Middle Tennessee. And who the hell cares? Middle Tennessee is not a very good football team. Jalen Noro looked like a stud against them. Willie looked like a stud against Texas. A little bit because he's a very good player, but I don't know if he's as good as he was last week. I think Texas is better at QB. I think Texas is better at wide receiver. I think Texas is better at a few spots, which is not normally the case when you're going up against Alabama. So Quinn Ewers playing the four full, full four quarters, and even if he doesn't, Malik Murphy's behind him. He's really good, too. They'll be fine. Give me the Longhorns. I think they're going to win, but I'll take the seven and a half points. Jackson is seven and a half. Literally hook him. Hook him. Why was uh did you guys see this number? Was at four, four and a half? When I did picks with Brady Quinn on Tuesday. Yeah, it was there. I mean, if you look at the charts, it came down to four and a half for like Jordan. I can you give us like fake numbers like like, like whatever segment Danny was doing with yeah, it? I was gonna say, I don't ever there's no way that was four, four and a half. half. Because no, there's a couple ones where it, we did it. I'm telling you, we did a picks, and I was like, oh my goodness, how did you do that? Um Gosh, I want to get on it with Tom. Do it. Yes, you see, it's dead, Danny. It's dead. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let let's the children go. sing. <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy is all off-season, all off-season, I've felt exactly the way Tom has. Like, man, I, I like this Texas team. I like the maturity. I like Quinn Ewers' new mentality. And then off of one week, seeing Jalen Milrow go off, Bama dominate, Texas struggle a little bit against Rice, a little bit sloppy. I'm going to let that change my mind. When we all know that Sark was probably holding back just a little bit, uh, you know, of schemes, you know, and not, and this team was probably looking ahead to this game, which they've been game planning for. I'm sure planning a lot more time on them. Um, I'm going to go back to what I thought all offseason long and stick to it. So I like the Longhorns as well. 
I think they pulled the wrong number. This thing opened at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And then it's down to seven. And then it's back up to seven and a half. When was it at four and a half? I'm telling you, there's a little in a CBS studio or whatever. No, I'll tell you guys on one of the sites. There's like the chart which has the chart of where it is. It did there. I'll I'll get it for you guys. This was some like I mean, listen, listen. This was some book in Curacao that nobody's (laughs) ever heard of. So, so UCF and Boise State is 381, 382. That thing might have hovered around three and a half, four and a half. And uh, Texas Alabama is 383, 384. So maybe you know, just maybe. Maybe just an honest mistake. Get Did on you Jack know? Porto. Get on old Jack. See, our our producer would never. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, okay. That is anybody else getting in on Alabama, Texas? What do you guys think of the total? Because I kind of wanted to go over. Um over it would go with Texas. But if you think Texas is going to win the game, you go over. If you think that Alabama is going to win the game, I think you go under. I think Alabama wins the game. I would not lay seven in a hook. Feels like a lot of Jalen Milrow running the ball, a lot of ground game, a lot of leaning on the defense, and daring Quinn Ewers to try and march. Like <clears throat> As Bud explained yesterday, there will be plays that Sark just sets up. You know, everything, one thing leads into another, it leads to another, and then all of a sudden, 40 yard touchdown, just because he's, he's really good at that. And he's gone up against the Alabama defense before. But on a down to down basis, in terms of consistency, I think Alabama's defense wins more downs than Texas's offense. And so that's why ultimately, I think Alabama does win the game. Yeah, well, you're wrong. So under, under got bet this morning. Like, uh, uh, I try to pay attention, like, what time limits go up at certain books. And when like 1001 limits go up at certain sites and under got hit. So, yeah, I know that was uh, last week when you're like, guys, limits just got raised to 20,000. I need a minute. <laughs> 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 got to make some moves here. Got to show go to break. Go to break. I, I do not need $20,000 limits. <laughs> I do like to follow what happens when limits go up to 20 or 50. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can, official prediction for me, I, I would not lay the seven and a half. I think Alabama wins with running the ball in defense. I think it's a little bit old school Bama choke the life out of you kind of game. But we'll see. I'm excited for it. Coming up on the other side, we open up the entire board for Saturday. Our very best bets and our money line sprinkles. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
back here on the Cover 3 podcast. Here's what we got so far, bud, with just one lock on the board. It is Ole Miss Tulane under 67 and a half. I got three. We're going with the Friday night, uh, Illinois-Kansas over 57. Then on Saturday in the 330 slate, Texas A&M-Miami under 51 and Tulane plus seven and a half. Danny with four on the board, Texas plus seven and a half, Tulane plus seven and a half, Texas A&M minus three and a half, and Iowa minus three and a half. Tom's got Texas plus seven and a half, Texas A&M, Miami under 51, and Colorado minus two and a half. For the week, the winner was Bud. Bud, you've got a lot of locks to get out there. Where do you want to take us? I do. Um, I, I think I want some music. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. All right. I'm kind of thinking UTEP. Going to Chicago. Got the long bus ride. From El Paso, I watched. Were we on the air when you said that? By the way, <laughs> was I what? Were we on the air? or Were you and I just talking about that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we were like, okay, so, fly. so, so, how much do we impact uh, the UTEP travel into this? They fly Spirit, probably. Like, if you charter, if you fly Spirit, <laughs> but it's a charter Spirit or or whatever, like, yeah. Um, if they fly Spirit, they forgot to bring their clock management and, and uh, you know, like late game play calling with him to Jack State. But I'm going to get back on his UTEP train. I think there's some room here in this number. I really think Rutgers just took pity on Northwestern last week and could have blown them out by 30 if they wanted to. And I I just think UTEP has better players than Northwestern at almost every position. So I I, I just – I'm going to take UTEP. I, I don't think Northwestern's any good at all. I think they might be worse than what Colorado was last year. I get you a minus one. Perfect. Do they say picks up, right? I remember when UTEP yeah. made the bowl run. Yeah. Picks up. Oh, my gosh. Northwestern is a home dog to UTEP. To UTEP. <laughs> Steve Bishop says, if you, fly, if you fly Spirit Charter, they still charge you for carry-on bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. I love our chat. The, the bathroom. <laughs> UTEP is a road favorite at Northwestern. And our own Bud Elliott, who knows personnel better than anybody else, says they've got better players and there's room in this number. <laughs> I think so. I mean, Good. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like when I first saw that line, I was planning to do like a principal play kind of lock on Northwestern. Like there's just no way a Big Ten team should be a home dog to a team that lost to Jacksonville State. And it's like, you know what? But I was looking at it, I was like, nah, I'm just going <laughs> to stay away from this one. Um. Oh yeah, Sportsline and UTEP model projects them to win by five. So, as as Bud says, a lot of room in this number for us to be able to get our picks up and uh, and back the miners. Now, if Dana Demel messes this up with close game management blunders oh. again, I I am going to need you guys to ban me from betting UTEP games for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, third and one, he chucks it and then chucks it again on fourth and one. But he's got a good arm. <laughs> you know what though against this northwestern team i mean screw it like you can take plenty of chances you'll probably get four more <laughs> you got to bake it into the number that demo's going to screw some stuff up i just think that they can push around northwestern on both sides of the ball amazing um tom where do you want to go 
Uh, I'm going to go to my favorite play of the week, a team that let me down last week, but a team that I still believe in and a team that I don't hold last week's performance against it. They just ran into a buzzsaw in Washington. Boise State has been a home underdog twice since 2001. One was back in 2001 when they lost at home to Washington State. Dan Hawkins was the coach then. Chris Peterson hadn't even taken over. The last time they were a home dog was 2021. Undefeated, ranked Fresno State was coming to town. Boise State was only 4-4. Four and four. Hank Bachmeyer was the QB. And Boise State beat the brakes off them, winning 40-14. to 14. Boise State is 112-14 and 14 straight up at homes in the last 20 years. And they are a home dog today, this week, to a UCF team that under Gus Malzahn is 5-6 and six on the road straight up and 4-7 and seven against the spread. Give me the Broncos and the points. They are going to win the game. This is ridiculous. Just because Washington, a fantastic team, roasted them alive last week. The, the market is overcorrecting this one. The Broncos are awesome. The Knights are good, but they're not that good. Fight, 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 fight. Wow. Playing with fire. My dog died, Chip. And you're trying to fight me. <laughs> playing. No, cool. Now I see what kind of person you are. No, no, go ahead. Playing with fire. I suspect that there is a situation where Boise could find itself needing to overcome a deficit. And I am not sure if Boise State is built to overcome big deficits. If UCF gets out its, you know, the the little purple golf ball and the little yellow golf ball, and if they are able to just, you know, hit it between the clown's mouth and be able to hit those scripted explosive plays early in the game, I kind of think that Taylor Green and this Boise State offense could struggle a little bit. Game could go a little sideways. I think that's what we saw against Washington was not the the margin that Washington won with, but what happened to Boise State once the game started to to go sideways, I just don't, I don't think that that's how they would prefer to handle business. And so, like, I maybe there wasn't enough overreaction to this one. You know, okay. may, maybe we need to change our expectations for Boise State. And you know, UCF got a nice little sweat in. You know, nice little jog around the corner, beating up on the worst team in the FBS. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to say that they at least still have the tools and the talent to put Boise State in a difficult position. I'm playing with fire. I'm going UCF minus the short number on the Smurf turf. Can I ask you one simple question? Sure. You mentioned it got sideways, and it was hard for Boise State to come back from that. How did things get sideways? Uh, What did Michael Penix do? He threw the ball all over the place. He tore apart that secondary. Does UCF have a passing game? It's not their strength. But going on the road with a one-dimensional offense, you've got the road favorite with a one-dimensional offense covering on the road against a team well, that never loses at home. Okay, cool. No, no, it's a great pick. Great pick. <laughs> they Make do basically just vomit and throw screens. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like mm-hmm. they, I think that they are starting to, to realize that like Plumlee cannot really pass. The one ball he really doesn't throw well is the is kind of like the little fade ball. He just mm-hmm. doesn't put any air under it at all. And, and like I watch a lot of UCF games. I bet you half of, of Plumlee's picks are fade balls that he throws like completely flat. Yeah. Like he throws them back shoulder, even when the back shoulder is not available and it's, uh, it's, it's problematic, but yeah, I, on numbers, I wanted to bet UCF 
but on matchup and like cross country trip, hard place to play. Boise better run defense than pass. I'm 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 laying off. I really couldn't bet Boise because they look so damn slow to me. Like I'm kind of wondering, like is Boise is Boise done? Mm. All right, uh, nerds. Nerds. Remember last nerds, year they nerds. fired and they fired the coordinator mid season. Like there was a little bit of panic. They were able to turn it around a little bit, but yeah, kind of leaning there. All right, Danny. There are two games that I am interested in that probably would have been circled. We talked about an office. They lost a little luster because one of the teams in the game lost. Utah traveling to Baylor doesn't quite have the same cachet it did with Baylor losing Dave Aranda. Uh, too early for the hot seat? I don't know, but it does seem like it's problematic. Utah comes in without Cam Rising. I'm going to look at the total of this one. I'm going under 47 and a half. Blake Shapin injured. Baylor banged up. No cam rising. And as good as that win was, like it wasn't like offensive fireworks. Now, Florida's defense, I think, is pretty good. But I think Dave Aranda, defensive-minded coach, I think he'll have a game plan for that two-quarterback system to at least shut them down. I think this thing could be ugly. Give me the under 47 and a half. Give, I, I like that. It plays into what I'm predicting. Uh, I'm locking up Utah. I know that's uh, that's seven and a hook, and it's a Utah team that is not playing in Rice-Eccles Stadium, so you have to adjust your expectations. I think that Utah could have beaten Florida by more points. I felt like they, they got them at arm's length and just kind of sat on them the rest of the way. Sim to end for all the video gamers out there, you know, when you're just trying to get through the, and move on to recruiting for the next week. Um, what do you think is the mentality without Cam Rising? Get a lead and just get out of Dodge. Baylor uh, defensively was really bad last week. Now it's disappointing. They did a really good job of throwing the ball against Texas State's defense. Oh, oh, the quarterback who threw the ball, he's out for two to three weeks? Oh, geez. That's, that's going to be bad. And, and you weren't good at running the ball against Texas State? And you're going to have to run more with the backup quarterback. And this time you're going up against Utah's defensive front. Oh, that's that's really not good. Um, I, I I see Bud pointed out injuries in the secondary. Uh, another player, a safety who went down with an injury. Like all the reasons why you know Texas State was able to really light them up through the air with that offense. I don't think Utah applies the same offense. So Danny, I agree in principle with your underplay. I, I just I've I've seen seen enough this Baylor this Baylor ship's going in the wrong direction they got all that water out there they got sailgating and buddy we sprung a leak like this is not going well and uh and I think that Utah even with one arm tied behind its back is going to be able to go in there get a win and get the cover how many more losses until Baylor message boards start bringing up our brows being back it's done oh no 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 not that one (laughs) no not that no, yeah. I'm just I saying. Like, like, oh, and four start. There's going to be a. We need to bring Bryles back. <laughs> I opened up some Baylor message boards this week, though, and it, the uh, it's much worse than I thought. Like, there may be more going on there than national media stuff uh, knows. Sure, not I, like listen. not like not like scandal, but like the the message board posters. They feel the vibes are off. I'm telling you, that is, I do not want to be a national insider who needs to break the exact details of a story. All I want to do is be here on the Cover 3 podcast telling you the vibes are off. 
Yeah. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> Vibes don't feel great about Baylor. Power rating is not accounted for it enough. Um, yeah, let's let's go Utah right there. Uh, okay. But we only got two on the board, bud. Yeah, but, but we got right, let's, let's fire a couple of these. Um, this one just got bet over, and I think it's going to get bet back under again because I disagree with it. I'm guessing some other folks do as well. Uh, and I know it's really kind of dangerous to fade Raz because I respect those guys. But go ahead and give me under 45 and a half in Temple Rutgers. I I looked how Rutgers played. I, I don't really trust the passing game yet. I think they're going to continue to try to play extremely slow and run the football. Uh, and I, if you give me 45 and a half, I'm, I'm taking the under. Temple does have a pretty good quarterback in Warner, but I'm a little skeptical about some of the receivers they lost last year. And I, I do trust Rutgers defense here. So go ahead and give me the under 45 and a half on that one. That was not one I had on my card, by the way. I just, I, I didn't expect that to get bet to the over. So um, maybe those guys know something is somebody's out, but live on the show vibes, original numbers under Love the other it. one. Give me uh make sure this hasn't moved. I got a team total here. Let's go to where are we at? Uh, well, no, actually it looks like it's still available. That's kind of cool. Let's give, give, give you one that everybody actually can bet. Um, Give me Purdue over 23 and a half at Vatech. I think Purdue's run game is pretty bad. They're going to have to throw the football quite a bit. And uh, I, I think that you know, it could be a little more shooty out uh, than, than people expect. So over 23 and a half Purdue team total. That's a pretty widely available. Um, those are our two that I definitely like. Oh. Tom. Mute. <laughs> oh, I bud my pants. Ah. Tom's I, uh, about to win because because he, he he did he did my, my strategy of the muting. Look at that. I, I also have a play on that game, uh, Purdue plus three, because this is like I, they lost at home last week to Fresno, but Virginia Tech is still a very bad football team. <laughs> like Grant Wells is going to make a mistake or two in that spot that makes it really difficult to trust the Hokies as a favorite. So. Yeah, give me the Boilers plus three. Virginia Tech minus three would be hilarious, but you know, we'll see. We'll see on that one. I don't. I think they played better. Oh, never mind. I talked about that yesterday. I think they played better against ODU than I expected. A little below the radar nugget. Not a lot. Revenge game though. <laughs> Revenge game. Revenge game. <laughs> um. Mute Brunton just went to 18 and 3 ATS. Mute Brunton is a beast, bro. No, I'm not going to be able to. Uh, bud, let's, let's get another one. All right. Uh, we really think Florida State's not going to score six touchdowns on Southern Miss? Oh, that's ugh. over 41 and a half. Sniper sicko mode. No. <laughs> the, the reason I prefer this, and even though I do think Florida State's game plan will be heavy rush is I know that Southern Miss likes the quarterback they have a decent bit. And I, FSU, like, they let LSU score on their backups. The play that LSU, that 75-yarder LSU hit at the very end, that was two true freshman safeties in a true freshman corner. Mike does appear to want to get the backups in. And I, he hasn't said this, but it's very clear that Miami is trying to leak this narrative that Florida State does not play true freshmen. So I think Florida State will try to play true freshmen in these games in which blowouts happen. 
right? So they have more true freshmen who can play on the defensive side, which could allow for concession scores at the end by Southern Miss. But I do think FSU will score six touchdowns, so over 41 and a half team total. All right. That's some like Sunshine State drama stuff right there, right? Yes. <laughs> here's what's happening on the recruiting trail. So now here's what we got to do for our <laughs> yeah, official. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty clear the concerted effort. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, hey. Noon, Eastern time. The Fighting Irish coming into Carter Finley Stadium. I got one here too. Under Dave Doran, 33 and 7 since the start of 2017 at Carter Finley Stadium. 23 straight non-conference wins. But you know what's bigger than 23? 28. That is how many regular season games Notre Dame has won against ACC opponents. They are 40 and 7 since the scheduling agreement began with the ACC back in 2014. This is what Notre Dame does. They help you sell season ticket packages and then they come to your house and then they beat you. I think that what we saw from the offensive line of Notre Dame in look Navy and Tennessee State, you got you got to at least put a little asterisk on whatever happened there. But the human beings that are on that line, now coached by Joe Rudolph, who we all respect as an offensive line coach, they have not missed a beat. And I think that they are going to come in, control the line of scrimmage, move the ball successfully on the ground. UConn was able to move the ball successfully on the ground at times against NC State. That's not good. And I'm going to take Notre Dame, and I'm going to lay the seven and a half. I got more on this later. <laughs> I got the under okay. in this game. Give me the under. Um, Sam Hartman's looked great so far. Curious to see how he does against Dave Dorn's defense. Um, this offense would... In Carter Finley Stadium. What's that? Sam Hartman's never won in Carter Finley Stadium. He's only right. two and they lost 30 to 21 last year. I kind of I don't I'm curious to see where these two go with it because they, they're both smiling. Um Brennan Armstrong did not have the day that we thought throwing the football. I wonder against, you know, do they have anything more? Scrambled a lot, led the team in rushing for the Wolfpack. You know, I, maybe it's taken some time. I love that he did whatever it took to win. But um, I think it'll be a lower scoring affair. Like you're saying, I think Notre Dame will run the ball. I think that slows it down. I think they, I mean, they struggled to protect him as well. Uh, NC State did. I mean, he was running for his life a little bit against UConn. What do you think he's going to do against Notre Dame? But uh, I'll go under, under 50 and a half. I don't hate that. I get you 51. All right. Perfect. Okay. So I've got two left. I have more than that. Okay. Tom, mm-hmm. let's go. Uh, one of the key things you got to do every year is you just got to find the duck and you got to go after the duck. You do it in a game, you do it in your bets. Arkansas State is the duck. Mm-hmm. I am just going to be fading the Red Wolves blindly every week this year. Memphis minus 21 and a half. I'm so glad you said it so that I, I didn't have to just come out here and do it because I've I've also got another one right I am on Memphis minus 21 and a half also give me Maryland minus 24 and a half against Charlotte Ooh. wow I really wanted to bet Memphis on this like I looked at it I was like I should do it I should bet it with my own money but they've got Navy in five days and I did watch the fourth quarter because I'm an, an idiot of Arkansas State Oklahoma and even though I think Arkansas State really sucks 
uh, and they were my favorite team to bet against last year. They do have like two pretty good receivers that I'm kind of worried. Like, I don't know about Memphis's depth. So, uh, Tom, you guys probably just get the blowout here enough. It just that scares me. Like a, a five day turnaround to play Navy. And again, maybe Navy just completely sucks, which is possible. No offense. Anything under thirty. If Arkansas State is involved against a team with a pulse, anything under thirty is blind fire. Um, okay, so I was able to just get out that Memphis, uh, Maryland minus 24 and a half. I think Maryland's a very good football team. And this is this is going to be a spot where Maryland, that you gotta you have to beat up on teams like this if you want to have the rhythms and the habits that allow you to compete against the very best teams in your conference. I think it's a good football team. So that is a, that's an investment in that bet, and then they can win this by four touchdowns. Terps. I got one for you. All right. GJ Kenny. Last week, upset of the week. Big win over Baylor. Put up a ton of points. UTSA, our guy Frank Harris, struggled mightily with three interceptions. 13 and a half points. It's too many. TJ Finley might have found a home playing in that system. It is uh, pupil versus teacher where... Kenny played high school football for Jeff Trailer in Gilmer High School out in Texas. This would be a fun game, but that's way too many points for me. Give me Texas State in the 13 and a half. I love that. Love it. Tough turnaround. Good rivalry. Let's go. Great little rivalry. All right. I'm uh, I'm all done till sprinkles. Oh, okay. Right. How many do I have now? You have five. You've got five. How many can I fit on the sheet without <laughs> without without scrolling down? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Fire away! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm more about time than pixels right now, so just don't sit there thinking about it. Just let it run. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, well, we're at noon. Okay. Uh, give me uh, give me Cincinnati team total under 19 and a half. I think Pitt uh, handles that offense pretty well. I mean, it's, it's Emory Jones and a rebuilt offensive line for the Bearcats. I think their defense is actually kind of good. What are you talking about? Emory Jones is lighting it up. Scott Satterfield <laughs> has found something right there with the former Florida quarterback and give Arizona me, State quarterback. Give me uh, give me Georgia Southern minus seven over Dilford and company. I, I, I think Georgia Southern's got a little something this year. Cincinnati Purdue, by the way, shout out to the CW. That will be the beginning of the C- ACC on CW relationship. Look at that. That is wow. that is pretty. Oh, actually, I, I can get a uh, can get a twenty. Okay, there's multiple twenty and a halfs out there. Give me twenty and a half on that. I, I'd I'd rather have that because there's some chance to kick a lot of field goals. Catch that is Colson's cool. Creek after mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Oh, uh, multiple people got the reference when I said like people sit around and talk in a coffee shop uh, for Gilmore Girls. So, I, uh, <laughs> I, I you guys missed yeah. the show yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if you know. listened. I thought he was talking about Friends, and he was like, "Have you ever seen that show?" I, was like, I know what that? Friends is. <laughs> <laughs> also, I know that Friends wasn't on the CW. Coastal mm-hmm. over thirty-seven and a half. Jack State wants to play really, really fast. Coastal still has Grayson and their receivers. I think Coastal will reciprocate the tempo that Jack State wants to play with, and I think. Jack State secondary is atrocious. So give me Coastal over 37 and a half. I like that one. Um, give me. Does uh, know how to hit 40? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, they're not playing that, that, that old school Jamie Chadwell tempo anymore. 
Auburn over 30 and a half. Ooh. Like that one. And as a rule. Wait, is anybody we- else on Auburn Cal? No. What's it, any any other read on that? Yeah, like, let's, let's get a little more. because That's, that's going to be one that we all end up watching late. That's if a we'll culture be- clash. It, yeah, big, think, you think it's it's one of the biggest culture class mismatches in college football i would think oh that's the culture war we have the holy war culture war oh god that should be a rivalry it yeah. should make auburn and cal play each other as a home and home and call it the culture war okay. as a rule uh what do we do with virginia's offense we bet under they don't score. So I will not miss any opportunities to bet against this offensive coaching staff ever. Give me under UVA 17. I would bet it at 14. QB's banged up too. I don't think it matters. Smart. Neither am I. <laughs> right. I have a play in that game as well. They'd have to actually have somebody how to throw the football like a, <laughs> as, as a scheme, which they don't. So it, I, I, that is not affecting my handicap on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under 40 and a half in that game. Whoa. I just need it. I mean, the only bet I won last week was an under 39 and a half. I just got to get the vibes going again. And then I've got a team total of my own. Mississippi State over 35 and a half against Arizona. I mean, jumping on the other side of Arizona's defense in a game where, you know, Jane Delara is going to contribute in every excellent field position for the Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, I'm Danny. Out, by the way, okay, Danny, you tapped out. I, I want to get before we hit sprinkles. A couple games that are notable that we don't have locks on. I, I didn't do a great job about this last year, trying to get better that we don't just like completely blow past a game just because we don't have a pick on it. Uh, Oregon at Texas Tech. Oregon favored by six and a half over under of sixty nine. Nice. I lean Texas Tech. You know, making the adjustments, coming back, backs against the wall, but I'm not touching it. Texas Tech's dead to me. Go Ducks. <laughs> I mean, if Oregon comes in and, like, Texas Tech's defense could allow that Oregon offense to have another big day, we could see, at least in terms of, like, the the hype, the intrigue, you know, really looking at the Ducks as a team that are going to challenge for uh, for something bigger. So it's a big spot there for Dan Lanning and the Ducks, for sure. Huge. That was the other game. Remember I said the two teams that lost? That game would have been huge. If they didn't lose. Yeah. You know, Texas. Uh, um, th- then the other one, Wisconsin at Washington State. The uh, the Badgers are a six-point favorite going into Pullman. I kind of <laughs> like Wazoo. I'm not betting it, not locking it up, but just, Wisconsin was good last week, but it was not that sharp overall and i think going on the road i don't know tanner tanner mordecai on the road i just don't buy into it cam ward wisconsin's offense maybe over maybe no definitely not under yeah definitely not under in that one and then uh usc stanford usc favored by 29 over under of 69 and a half how much you like them tom this is your squad. No, 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 not this week. <laughs> Against the bottom of the Pac-12, I am a believer in Stanford. Against USC, no. If you are chasing, this is a spot 
where anything under 72 or 73 could be a nice overplay. Because Stanford will continue to come out and try to move that football. They are not going to just like... I don't see Stanford going into this game in a position where they're going to try to shorten the game. I think they're just going to come out and try to throw haymakers and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So give. I, I would say, I'm not locking it up, but if you're going to do anything here, I would do USC Stanford over and just hope that you're staying up till 2.30 a.m. Eastern time watching the tutties go by. I'll also say, I think Stanford has something in Ashton Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if there's like first mover advantage for Stanford in that like nobody had really seen what they were going to do. And Daniels was basically a wildcat quarterback last year. And I'm not totally convinced that the staff wanted to play Daniels, but uh, they did and he played well. Now that USC has seen it, like is throwing the ball like 14 times to Eurosec a sustainable thing? I don't have know. Have you seen USC's defense? But who's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the defense? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, that's, that's totally fair. Yeah, it's a the USC overs as the the blind fire are as much a respect for Caleb Williams as a disrespect for the defense. And then another one did not get picked in the game draft. A lot of people who are harumphing about it. SMU at Oklahoma. Oklahoma favored by fifteen and a half. Another high total over under sixty eight and a half. ACC boys, what are your thoughts on the SMU Mustangs this week? Got some tweets in the drafts ready to go if they do pull it off. <laughs> so there's a lot of times like on some of these games where you just like you think you have a good feel, but you're like, I need to see it a little bit more. That's kind of where I'm with Oklahoma. Like it was such a blowout win, but you know, you think Oklahoma should be fine. I just and SMU look pretty good. I just I want to see one more game from these guys, both of them. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird handicap because you really need to get a feel for how good. Oklahoma is, which is difficult to do because Arc State might be like, you know, the the worst team in, in the sport. Right. Except for Kent, well, except for Kent State. Right. Um, but on the other hand, it's hard to know how bad La Tech is. Like SMU was really vanilla, didn't look crisp at all, and covered with ease. So I mean, that was thirty-one nothing at the half, right? Uh, so I think SMU is probably pretty good, but like they didn't look sharp, and they, they so it makes me think La Tech just really sucks. Also, I don't think that uh, Gabriel's the best quarterback on Oklahoma. No, that's and I I kind of want if I'm gonna be betting Oklahoma and laying close to three touchdowns over a team with athletes, I kind of want to I, I want Jackson Arnold, which maybe we'll get later this year. Uh, it'll be halftime of the Texas game, right? Yeah, that I, that makes sense. Something like that. Uh, all right. Anything else? I think we we've hit all the uh, all the notables. Anything? And if you want to throw that uh, Stanford Cal SMU parlay together, I I will give you my full endorsement. That thing is just beautiful. All right, Bud on an island. That's what we got here in week two. He's got Ole Miss Tulane under sixty seven and a half. UTEP minus one. Temple Rutgers under forty five and a half. Purdue team total over twenty three and a half. Florida State team total over 41 and a half. Cincinnati team total under 20 and a half. Georgia Southern minus seven. Coastal Carolina team total over 37 and a half. Auburn team total over 30 and a half. Virginia team total under 17. 
I'm on Memphis minus 21 and a half Tulane plus seven and a half Texas A&M at Miami under 51 UCF minus three and a half Illinois Kansas over 57 Utah minus seven and a half Notre Dame minus seven and a half Maryland minus 24 and a half Danny's got Texas plus seven and a half Tulane plus seven and a half Texas A&M minus three and a half Iowa minus three and a half Utah Baylor under 47 and a half Notre Dame NC State under 51 Texas State plus 13 and a half. And Tom's got Memphis minus 21 and a half. Texas plus seven and a half. Texas A&M at Miami under 51. Boise State plus three and a half. Colorado minus two and a half. Purdue plus three. JMU UVA under 40 and a half. And Mississippi State team total over 35 and a half. Which means that, of course, we turn our attention to the... Where'd they go? I don't know. Ching, ching, ching. Money line sprinkle. <laughs> uh oh, one of those four boards forgot something. Oh, did you guys hear? Uh, <laughs> did you guys hear Chip's rendition yesterday? No. Of- yeah, I did. It was awful. Uh, it that- was way too many octaves high, bro. I mean, he's, I- he's good at almost all this stuff. I, I think we I found a song that, that, that Chip uh, can't the, do. Yeah, the Metallica. That was that was bad. I was a tenor in choir. I wasn't a bass. Way, I couldn't I tell when I, I was on the plane. I couldn't tell when I was on the plane if I was delayed, but I felt like I was like three minutes behind. I don't know. I mean, that will happen at thirty thousand feet altitude, I guess. Pulling Wade Boggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, money line sprinkles from last week. We had Florida State was a winner. And nobody else. So Danny, that's it. That's it. <laughs> These Danny, have been worse than our picks for spring. money line sprinkles. Uh, what are you going with? All right, give me Boise State on the blue turf, winning outright. I'm on that one. I need to see UCF. I also think Washington is so tough to stop. And that game was close for a little bit, and then as you mentioned, uh, they have you know three wide receivers tearing them up in the outside. Plus one forty six. Is that the best I can get? One forty five. Okay, perfect. Plus 145. The other one, I think you guys are going to like this one. You got to swing for the fences sometime. I got two winners under my belt. I'm feeling pretty good. It's a game we did not talk about. I thought you were a company man, Chip. What's on CBS 730? UCLA traveling to Snapdragon Stadium to That's take right. on San Diego State. Has anybody checked San Diego State's record versus the Pac-12? They have had a lot of success. Did anybody watch how they were taking out QBs left and right versus Ohio? (laughs) Dante Moore better have his head on a swivel, but it was not pretty for Garbers. Moore was was okay. UCLA in a tough spot. San Diego State still miffed that they didn't get to find a home uh, in the Pac-12. They could have saved the whole thing, and yet they're without a home. Give me San Diego State, the Aztecs, to win outright. Last one, four sixty on that. Hey, if you haven't bet that, I'll give that to you at four seventy five. You just bet it with me. Let's, let's not make some book rich. San Diego <laughs> State swing for the fences. Swing for the fences, right. but right. admitted. Uh, so if you are betting it, go messages. light. See if you can get it. Uh, last one for me. I think I might have found my wagon. <laughs> give me UMass, the Minutemen, Miami of Ohio. We're way too bad. Like the, the Miami Hurricanes, you know, when they beat you once, they really beat you twice because you don't rebound from that one. <laughs> UMass is back. Don Brown squad, watch out. 
Give me them to beat Miami of Ohio. <laughs> Plus 235. Uh, 235. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. Not, none of the rest of us have hit a, uh, a single. I wanted so sprinkle. bad to take Cal. I wanted so bad to take Cal. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay because I've got you covered. I'm, I'm going Cal. Yeah. Moneyline sprinkle, uh, Cal. And what's my best number here? Uh, let's see. I could get number you a plus. 220. Yep. 220? Okay. Yep. Um, so we'll go with that one. And then at plus 160 or plus 158, going to keep it with the ACC. We're going with the Miami Hurricanes on the field, getting it done. Sprinkle the U against Jimbo Fisher, who is – yeah, most ridiculous. Somebody's like Jimbo Fisher in non-conference games in the state of Florida. I was like, oh, you mean all those years when he was at Florida State? Okay. <laughs> it's what? No, Danny, you brought it up. Nick Saban's record against old assistants is dominant. It's like, what's his record against every head coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, what is Jim? What were those games in the state of Florida? They never played UCF. Miami was always a conference game. They played USF twice and did. And beat them twice. Oh no, he gets to count uh, all the times Southern Miss came to Tallahassee. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant against teams in the state of Florida. No, okay. no, 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 no. It was a Jimbo Fisher in non-conference games when the game is in the state of Florida. Oh, okay. So he was really good in bowl games. They lost to Oklahoma at home in 2010 or 2011. I think it was 2011. Um, and then he got three to four win- like home wins against the non-conference schedule every single year that I mean, they were like, riding high. And he, like, and he had he had Urban in Urban's last year. Uh, right, and then he got like Muschamp uh, and McElwain. So, yeah, I don't know how much signal there is to that. That's a really good one, Chip. That's yeah. It's like saying don't bet against Jimbo on Saturdays at three p.m. when it's between seventy and eighty degrees. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh. Oh man. You know what? I do need to do it. I. I can I. Can I throw one more in there? No. All right. Yes. Plus. Yes. 325 anchor down plus 350 out there wow there's a 350 Vanderbilt on the road at the big bank I know it's called something I think it's still still truest field or BB&T Grove Stadium always in my heart 11 a.m. Eastern time kick breakfast ball between the black and gold nerd schools give me Vanderbilt to get it done Mimosa's on deck. Let's go. I could see it. Breakfast ball. I know what that means now. <laughs> um, I've got three. Okay. Illinois plus 142 is the first one. Uh, Ohio, I don't know if you heard, Curtis Work is back. Yes. Ohio is a wagon. Ohio plus 150. And then I'm going with this one. I don't, I don't even want the points. Give me Texas State plus 410. I can see that. All right. NC State plus 260. Yeah. Sam Hartman, six career picks against this defense. Sometimes, speaking of breakfast balls, and you're standing over your ball in the tee box, and just, you know, some holes just feel good, and some just, they don't look right to you. They don't fit your eye. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the defense just doesn't fit your eye. Uh, Six picks is, is quite a lot of picks against NC State. Old Dominion. Plus 205. What? Against? 
Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. In right. Virginia. We'll we'll see. Sunbelt um, play getting underway. All right. That that is that's like a sicko money line, but I, I think, right? Like old old Dominion uh ULL. Yukon plus one forty at Georgia State. Yukon gets a little extra rest. Rhode, like Rhode Island gave Georgia State some trouble last week. Interesting there. The Did take note Callen of that. Bowl. But, uh, Wazoo plus two hundred. Mm-hmm. Hosting Wisconsin. I nearly threw that on there. Yep. I kind of think that Wazoo upgraded in a major way, losing their OC because Cam Ward didn't look right all last year, and I think I, I think they've upgraded. And North Texas stinks, so that's also some. Uh oh, might might be onto something. I love when we get on these early season edges. It'll be gone by like mid November, but yeah. Hey, let's ride it while we've got it. And then it's all just like tracking injuries and figuring out who who who's quit, who who's like fake quit. Yeah, yeah. Who's quiet quitting? But then we get to bet like New Mexico State to, to upset Liberty. You know, last year as like a thirty point dog. If you, if you really knew that Liberty was going to quit. So good. Uh, again, uh, the money line sprinkles buds on NC State, Old Dominion, UConn, and Wazoo. I've got Cal, Miami, and Vandy. Danny's got Boise, San Diego State, and UMass. Tom on Illinois, Ohio, and Texas State. That is a full board for a loaded week two. We will be back with you on Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll go live, breaking down the day, and of course, giving you updates on what we're seeing from the action that is live. It is our weekly instant reaction show, so come and hang out at youtube.com slash cover three, and you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pennelli. You can follow him at Danny Pennell. Follow him at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.